Look, I got a testimony. I got to tell him what God did. I'm calling God the homie. He took me out of the mosh pit. I will contest the phonies. Every demon is in God's kids. I got to spread his word, so I'm going to show you who the God is. The word is my weapon. I move like a general. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Walk With Me. I'm your host, JJ. So good to have everybody here. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy holiday season to listen to this podcast. It means so much to me. It humbles me to see the, the listenership, you know, rising exponentially the way it is. Thank you for your shares. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for just giving me a moment. So many different podcasts out there. So many different belief systems, but you're taking a moment to listen to this podcast, and I really appreciate it. I I appreciate it more than I can even express. Um, I know this podcast is a little late um, because I generally want to have them uploaded by Friday morning, but hustle and bustle and poor time management on my fault, on my part here, and that's why we're late. But I had to make sure because we're still talking about Joseph. And I didn't want to leave Joseph hanging in the prison. So uh, before we get get going any further, we have our sponsors, Exquisite Creations. Uh, Her website is up, exquisitecreations.com. And she does, uh, she's got these tumblers she's doing. She's got the bracelets and they're just marvelous works of art. And if you're listening and you enjoyed the, the intro and outro music, that's going to absolutely be our true bars of lyricists. He is now doing, and I just found out this morning, um, that he is going into something like gospel drill, which is it's like a new sort of a gospel rap that, that and I've listened to a couple pieces, and it sounds really great, and hopefully I can get some, some instrumental pieces for the show. Um, we're going to jump right into everything. Again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for putting up with me, my voice, listening to this. But I, And just want you to know that it's really not my voice. It's really God um, that even has inspired or actually urged me to do a podcast for this. Um, but we're going to go ahead and start our walk today. We're, we're walking through the story of Joseph. And we were in the at the very cusp of Pharaoh remembering or Pharaoh being advised that Joseph was in prison. And just so you know, and give you an idea of how long this was, Joseph was in jail for years prior to the butler and the baker. And after the butler and the baker, Joseph was in jail for two more years. And I think the biggest part of that story right there is even if you're living for God, sometimes your salvation and your deliverance may take a minute. But when your deliverance does come, when your salvation does come, when your when your relief from your problems do come, they're going to come in such a glorious fashion. And that's that's the you know, I tell, you know, if you've been following the story. I tell you, this Joseph story is one of my favorites. Not necessarily just for this, the fact that he was in prison, but the fact that when he got out or when God released him, God not only released him, he elevated him to number two in the whole country. Because Joseph did not 
lose his faith. I don't know. I, I, I can't honestly sit here behind this microphone on this podcast and tell you that I wouldn't have some times where my faith would, my faith would be shaken if I was in that position. I, I can't honestly tell you that I would be able to be that faithfully strong. So by my calculations, he was in jail for at least seven years. And all of a sudden now he's out and he's and God has released him. But here's how it happened. Pharaoh had that dream. And if you're not familiar with the dream, I'll just kind of glaze over it a little bit. But it's in Genesis chapter 41. Um, and what happened was Pharaoh had two dreams. And one dream was that seven there were seven corn, seven ears of corn that was really nice, and it was seven ears of corn that was really scrawny, and then the seven scrawny ones ate the nice ones. And then the next night he had another dream where it was the seven really scrawny cows, and then seven really nice fat cows, and the seven scrawny cows ate the fat cows. And for no reason, no reason whatsoever, was anything anything making sense, because you would think the fat would eat the skinny. Logically speaking. And then he was hiring all these magicians and all these soothsayers and all of this, everyone, all these counselors and advisors and, and no one could tell him what was going on, what that dream was about. Finally, God hit that guy upside the head and said, Hey, I remember that guy. This guy used to, this guy that um that 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 told me about the dream and 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 he told me my dream and then it came to part came to pass just as he said it would. So Pharaoh said, "Bring me that man." And that man was Joseph. So when the through the process of time when Joseph and Pharaoh had the discussion and Pharaoh said, Okay, what's going on here? And Joseph said, listen, this is what it is. The seven ears of corn that are skinny uh, and and crazy looking and the seven skinny cows all represent seven years. And the seven fat cows and the seven uh, fat ears of corn, the seven good ears of corn, all both represent seven years. And these are this the uh, the fat cows are the time of plenty and the skinny cows are the time of famine the same thing with the corn so you have to be prepared you have to get ready now now let's stop there and think about that Joseph was still I can't get over this part Joseph was still so sensitive to the voice of God that when and that when Pharaoh went and, and told him the dream, Joseph came right back with the answer. Now, I don't know. I don't know if any other prophet in the Bible that went through that over such a long, prolonged period of time and still maintained his sensitivity and his faith to God. We may find some. You just keep walking with us. We may find some. But I don't know of any. I know. I, I, I can almost guarantee you JJ would have a problem with that. At some point, I hope, I hope I have the sensitivity of Joseph. I pray 
that I have the the faith of Joseph. That the the determination, the motivation to live for God the way Joseph did. Because in the face of absolutely very few clues. Yeah, okay. You say, well, J.J. will. God elevated Joseph to the ruler of the prison. But yes, he was still in prison. Well, um, Joseph was elevated to the, the Potiphar's head huntsman. Yes, but Joseph was still a slave. And he was still thankful for God for the things he had done. And now the ultimate elevation and salvation was about to commence. Why is this? Because if Joseph had lost faith and Joseph had turned his back on God, then the following may not have happened. That seven years of famine didn't just strike Egypt. It struck Everything of around the area, it, it, it was it was a a area wide famine. You might call it an area wide climate change. And what we heard, or we found out, was that Jacob heard that Egypt had food during the famine. No one had told them to save up the food the way Joseph had told Pharaoh to save up the food, but. Jacob had not saved up food. Israel, because Jacob and Israel are the same person. None of the family had saved up food because they had no idea the famine was coming. And we're in Genesis chapter 42, verse 2. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to give you all the rules of the podcast. I try to limit the, uh, the scripture reference to one or two, but we have a rule here. Read the verse above or the verse or two after, or preferably the whole chapter. Why is that, JJ? Because the context is absolutely key. The context is everything. We don't want to give out any false doctrines. We don't want to start any spirit of errors or anything like that. But we want to make sure that everything is in context the way it's supposed to be. So we're going to go ahead and read. 41, uh, Genesis 41 and verse 2. And this is Jacob talking to his sons. Behold, I have heard that there is corn in, in Egypt. Get you down thither and get by from us thence that we may live and not die. So in English, plain English, it says, okay, man, I heard there's corn over there. Go ahead and get some so that we can have something to eat and not starve to death. And this is where Joseph's brothers end up going back into Egypt to buy the corn. Now, again, I can't say that without knowing this story in the Bible that I would behave any better or I would even behave like this that we're about to talk about. Joseph has every reason to despise his brothers, even though God had elevated him out of his uh, slavery, out of his imprisonment, to the number two man in Egypt, Joseph had every, every single right and reason to despise his brothers when they came looking for corn. He, He really did. He really had more than enough justification because I don't think of anybody that I know or even me I could even hold a candle to this example of what pure forgiveness is. 
Um, this is in, I think now we're in like chapter 50. Chapter 50, verse 20. But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring the past as to this day to save much people alive. Joseph literally understood that the reason why he went through all of that, the reason why he was sold into slavery, the reason why he was in the pit, the reason why he was at Potiphar's house, the reason why he was falsely accused of sexual assault, the reason why he was in jail, the reason why he stayed in jail, all of those things, all of these reasons was for this moment right here when he had now the power to be benevolent to his brothers and save not only Egypt, who had enslaved him and did him wrong, but he also had the opportunity to save Israel. Yeah, he had the opportunity to save his brothers. So this is, and I need to understand, I need to actually understand for myself and let you guys know that this is long before the New Testament. And this is one of the most valuable lessons to be learned. And it even talks about it in Romans 8 and 28. But we know all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose. This is the embodiment of that scripture right there. For you, you thought to do evil against me, but God meant it unto good. To bring the past into this day, save much people alive. So, here's the thing that we have to understand as as Christians and as members of this podcast called the Walkers. Things are going to go on a, a way that will not please us. Okay, yeah. Let me let me not phrase it so nicely. Things are going to be messed up in our lives. We're going to get mistreated. And, and getting mistreated for something that we didn't actually do. It's very important to, to remember that this element exists. Joseph actually did nothing wrong. Joseph wasn't getting judged for some past sin. Joseph didn't do something and, you know, his deeds caught up with him and then he found God. That's not the same thing. Joseph absolutely it's not recorded where he had done anything wrong. I mean, you could kind of say, well, Joseph got out of pocket by saying that his brothers was going to worship him. And he was a little prideful in that. If you want to say that, that's fine. That's kind of out of your book because the Bible doesn't mention that, that God did this for this reason. But what it does say is that Joseph going through everything that he did elevated him or, or got God to elevate him to the place where he was where he can save many lives and Joseph was able to feed his father he was able to feed his brethren he was able to feed the father's household with bread not just with corn but with bread but in, in this time where we had the the you know the prophecy of, of Joseph telling his dream we have where Joseph played a little trick on Benjamin and if you might say that there was some sort of revenge going on with Joseph 
I don't know. I can't really I can't really subscribe to that. I have people really debate with me that this is where Joseph's sort of revenge sort of played itself out. But the problem is that when when they went to Egypt, they never recognized Joseph. They didn't know who he was. And I wonder if Joseph was just kind of feeling like, hey, these are my brothers. And they don't even know me. So maybe I need to get their attention. So then he slips the cup into Benjamin's jack, uh, Benjamin's bag, and they go and they find the the, the uh, cup. They arrest everybody for stealing from the Pharaoh's court, and they bring them back. And Joseph decides he's going to play a game with them a little bit, and then he says, "You know what?" He broke down and said, "Hey, it's me. I just missed you." And and you kind of have like a, a happily ever after right there. And, and again, there was no, there was no sort of vengeance. There was no sort of malice in that thing. But I can see if, if Joseph said, well, if you, whoever you find the cup with, kill them. But no, it was, he wanted them to come back because he really wanted the, the family to move into Egypt. And this will have very long-lasting ramifications. What have we been discussing the last few weeks? Decisions having very long-lasting ramifications. As a matter of fact, and I think I might be getting ahead of myself here, but I want you to point out, I want to point out the fact, I want you to understand that there will be a term you will come to learn later as Samaritans. The term Samaritan is a term that is is a person who was mixed with both Egyptian and Israeli blood. Those are descendants of Joseph. And we will talk about Samaritans and their kind of strife against Jews and this and that. And we'll, we'll talk about that. But it's, it's very important to know this is where the start of the Samaritan became. That's, this is where we see the start of Samaritan because Joseph married and had wives and they had kids. And if you look at um, the genealogy of the Samaritans, they all lead back to Joseph. All right. So that being said, being it's a Christmas holiday, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Listen, I um, I I just wanted to stop for a moment and and talk about. Christmas tradition. A lot of people have Christmas tradition. And if you know me on social media, if you know me personally, you know how I feel about tr- Christmas tradition. The important thing that we have to do, what no matter what how you celebrate this holiday, is that you celebrate in this holiday, understanding that it doesn't matter when it ha- actually happened. It doesn't matter what happen if you if you're celebrating this holiday based on the fact that you have to spend how much money you're going to spend to actually show somebody you love them you're celebrating it for the wrong reason if you're celebrating this holiday because uh, and it, it sort of easy you leads you into a lot of debt for some item that's probably got not even worth the money that you pay for it, then you're celebrating for the wrong. 
But the reason why Christmas is so special, so important to us is that God manifest God manifested himself in the flesh by the rules that he set. He didn't just appear out of a cloud somewhere and started walking around with us. He set the rules of birth, he set the rules of of everything and he manifested himself through the flesh. And this was not just to turn water into wine or do some miracles. He was here to sacrifice himself so that we might earn forgiveness. We might earn forgiveness. And as long as we can have forgiveness, it gives us hope to make it into heaven. And that's what this is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. Walking our way towards that. All right. That being said, I love you guys. Take care and enjoy the holiday. Everything I've been do, give me a reason. I got this friend of the words of a genius. Everybody needs to know who the leader. See, I do it for Jesus. Everything I've been do, give me a reason.